This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who I'm are you lo- talking I, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander, and it's just me. Lucky you guys, you don't have to deal with anybody else like Chops or Craig or Glitch or anybody else, just me, because I'm going to talk to you about some video game music. It's time for a Rhythm of Retro. That's everybody's favorite thing. We're in the middle of March Madness, where we're kind of focusing on NES music, or just NES games in general, but today is NES music. And not just, you know, Mega Man and Legend of Zelda and all this stuff you guys have heard before. No, we're going, we're going obscure this time. These are a bunch of games, maybe two of which we've talked about before, maybe three... But for the most part, it's all stuff that we've never mentioned before. And a lot of times, in the cases of, I would say, a good maybe 80% of these games, I've never even played. So it's going to be really cool. I went and just looked up some really obscure music. The glitch helped out a little bit with some songs. And we're just going to dive right in. So the first game I know has been mentioned before, but we've never really gone in-depth about it or played. certainly never played any music from it. Uh, we're going to be talking about Bucky O'Hare. This soundtrack was composed by Tomoko Sumiyama. This is the song Green Planet. Thank you. 
Now, I did used to play this game uh, when I was younger. It's been a very, very long time since I have played it. But, I mean, it's a it's a solid platformer. Uh, the music is actually really good. And it's Bucky O'Hare. What's not to like? You know? I know this game uh, fetches a pretty steep price if you want to get it complete. Or even just loose. I, I believe uh, not too long ago I picked up a copy for Grimm uh, for about a hundred bucks maybe something like that i don't remember but it was it was fairly pricey and it was only the cartridge so i can only imagine what the uh the full price goes for if you have it complete with the box and everything uh our next song that we're going to be taking a look at is called forest of the living darkness from the game Swordmaster. uh this game was composed by shotoro sasaki and koichi ishibashi Swordmaster is a game I've never played, um, but listening to the soundtrack, I think I might uh, boot up the old uh, NES Mini and just uh, give it a shot, because the, the soundtrack sounds pretty great. And with a title like Swordmaster, how could it possibly be bad? Our next game is a game that I did play when I was younger. I don't remember anything about it other than the music being kind of neat. Uh, not, like, stupendous, but, uh, I mean, like, some tra- like the title screen is... It's like a siren, and you keep expecting, like, oh, this song's going to pick up any minute now, and it doesn't. It just keeps going, and it's kind of uh, not great. But the first level, The Bayou, is actually really cool. This is a game called Adventures of Bayou Billy, and this is the stage, The Bayou. This was composed by a, a pretty decent-sized team. Uh, it's it's a Konami game, so there are uh, a bunch of Konami alum here. Uh, Jun Funahashi, who worked on the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Kiyohiro Sada, who worked on Contra, Hidenori Mezawa, who worked on Contra and Ninja Turtles, Atsushi Fujio, who worked on Blades of Steel, and Tsutomu Ugura, who worked on Snake's Revenge. Thank you. 
Our next song comes from a game that's pretty near to mine and Craig's heart. Uh, this is from the original Earthbound, uh, or original Mother, I should say, Earthbound Zero or Earthbound Beginnings if you're in America playing on the Wii U. Um, this song is called Tank, and this is composed by Kaichi Suzuki and Hip Tanaka. Uh, Kaichi Suzuki didn't really go too far outside of Mother from my research. Uh, Hip Tanaka, on the other hand, worked on Metroid, Dr. Mario, and a whole bunch of other uh, NES titles. If it's early in the NES's lifespan, you can bet that Hip Tanaka probably had a hand in it along with Koji Kondo. So here is Tank from Mother. song the drum intro for this or the simulated drum intro for this song gets stuck in my head a lot if i'm just like standing at a desk and like finger drumming nine times out of ten it's this song um if it's not this it's new girl from tony hawk's pro skater uh by the the band that escapes my brain at the moment but uh yeah you know that one anyway uh our next song is from life force uh, this song is called starfield and this is composed by miki hikashino from another Capcom classic. Uh, this is Mighty Final Fight. 
And I say classic a little bit loosely because this one wasn't as well known as the actual original Final Fight, uh, which was in the arcades and on the SNES. This was kind of a, a cutesy version that was made for the NES, which I really liked the aesthetic. Um, I kind of wish they would do more games like this, just little cutesy animations of Capcom characters. I always find fun. Super Puzzle Fighter um, games like that are always really cool to see. Just the 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 chibi forms, if you will, just doing all sorts of weird stuff like Zangief doing... Uh, Russian dances and you know having like bear skin and stuff like it's just it's it's weird but I, I just love the the cartoony nature of it uh so anyway this is the Riverside from Mighty Final Fight this was composed by Setsuo Yamamoto thinking to yourself, that song sounded a little bit like Mega Man. You're not entirely wrong. Satsuo Yamamoto also worked on the soundtrack for Mega Man X, and also it's a Capcom game, so, you know, they kind of have a certain sound that they like. Remember earlier when I said Kaichi Suzuki didn't really work on too much outside of the Mother series? I lied. Uh, our next song is actually by uh, Kaichi Suzuki and Hideyuka Utagawa. This is uh, stage one from Gremlins 2, the new batch.
this is a song that I always thought would be really good uh, to cover as like a metal band, and I uh, found out there was a group that did it. If you remember um, a while back when we did Rocktober, uh, we put songs at the end that were uh, video game songs that were either covers or rocking songs from video games, stuff like that. And there was a, a cover of the Punch Out theme uh, by a game called or a group called Game Over. Uh, they also did this song, and it's pretty rad. It's a little bit weird. It's like a Halloween style song, which I mean, Gremlins is kind of spooky. Um, but uh, the uh, the breakdown they, they do that. It's just so so cool to hear as a full uh, metal ensemble. Uh, so if you do have a chance, you should uh, definitely hop on YouTube and check them out, or even just go to their website. Just do a Google search for Game Over. They're from Europe or something. I don't remember. It's like a it's like a weird URL that I can't remember. I always have to uh, do a Google search for it. But check them out. They're called Game Over. Our next song is from a game called Kickmaster, which I've never heard of before. Uh, but uh, I gave a listen to the uh, the soundtrack, and I thought it was it was pretty rad. There were a couple different tracks I, w- I could have chosen, but I did go with the song The Witch's Forest. Uh, this soundtrack is composed by Nobuyuki Shioda, which who worked on both of uh, the NES GI Joe games, uh, Yusuke Takahama, who worked on Bad Dudes, and uh, GI Joe: The Atlantis Factor, and a game called Werewolf: The Last Warrior. I want you to remember that title, okay? It's it might it might come up later. Werewolf: The Last Warrior. Anyway, this is Kickmaster: The Witch's Forest. If you're a member of our Discord and you've, you've hopped in our Legend of Retro channel, may, maybe you've seen uh, mention of this game. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago at this at the time of this recording, anyway, uh, where the Adventures in the Magic Kingdom came up randomly. Uh, it's an old Capcom Disney game where you go through Disney World and you ride the rides or play levels inspired by the rides. Um, I played this game when I was younger, but I didn't remember too much about the music, so I decided to uh, just kind of give it a quick listen, and I was surprised at how good the music was um i mean i shouldn't have been surprised because it's capcom and they've always kind of put a lot of care into their games but i uh, looked up who composed this game and it's yoko shimamura uh who you guys have heard us talk about before uh she's done the soundtrack for super mario rpg street fighter 2 legend of mana just to name a few uh yoko shimamura is uh 
almost a legend at this point. So many good soundtracks that she's worked on, and this one is no exception. Um, so again, this is Adventures in the Magic Kingdom, Pirates of the Caribbean. Thank you for listening to the Legend of Retro podcast. We're going to take a quick pause here in the show and tell you about one of our sponsors. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! And now for another favorite that's close to my heart anyway. Nobody else's. Certainly not LPJs or Chops. Uh, MC Kids. You've heard me talk about it before, or at least try to. Um, And he was even in our NES Music Bracket. This game, like Craig says, has no business having such a good soundtrack. Uh, But it does. It's got a really cool sound to it. It's composed by Charles Deenan. Uh, This is the... It doesn't necessarily have a title. It's just Stage 4. I don't even know if it's the fourth stage you play. It's just the fourth uh, stage music in the soundtrack. I think there are like five different tracks for the levels that kind of repeat. But they're all great, so it doesn't even matter. But this is Stage (laughs) 4. dive down into the uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoon uh, 
section of our Rhythm of Retro. Uh, we're going to talk about the Jetsons' Cogswell's Caper. This song is called The Rock Concert Hall, and it's composed by Iku Muzatani, who worked on Metal Gear and Russian Attack. Continuing with the theme of old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, the next song is The Swamps from The Smurfs. Uh, You guys may remember The Smurfs, classic Hanna-Barbera cartoon uh, in recent movies, which uh, must have been okay because they kept making them. I never saw them. I don't don't know if they were any good. I don't think they were. Uh, But anyway, The Smurfs, they had a video game. Actually, they had a bunch of video games. Uh, But there was one for the NES, uh, and this is from that. It's called The Swamps, and this is composed by Alberto Jose Gonzalez.
Our next song is from a game called Werewolf the Last Warrior. Werewolf the Last Warrior. Where do I know that name from? Hmm. Oh, maybe it was from like five songs ago when I told you to remember that title. Uh, this is another game I've never played before, uh, but it sounds like it'd be a good time. And it's werewolves. So, you know, that's something. Uh, this is Stage 2 from Werewolf the Lost Warrior, composed by Yusuke Takahama. two songs left and they're both by the same composer um i was kind of just browsing through different nes soundtracks and i came across one um that was actually surprisingly really really good uh most nes songs are usually like a 20 to 30 second loop uh with the exception of of you know a, a few classics here and there journey to Silius comes to mind um but uh, i listened to this one and i was like oh wow this is really good who composed this and it's by a guy named tim folan um whose work i haven't been familiar with until now um, 
but I was so surprised at how good this next track was that I decided I'm going to see what else this guy's worked on and uh, see if this is just a fluke. Maybe he just got lucky one time. So this game is called Target Renegade, and this is BGM3. To be honest, this is the second song that I listened to from this guy because the first one, uh, I was, again, browsing through soundtracks and I found a game that I thought, there's no way this has a good soundtrack. Or maybe it does and it's in a weird MC Kids kind of thing where, like, there's no reason this game should have a, a really good soundtrack. Uh, the game is called Pictionary and it, again, was composed by Tim Folan. Now, uh, if you aren't familiar with him, he's also done uh, a couple other games, Target Renegade being one of them, uh, the song that we just listened to, but he's also worked on Silver Surfer, which is a notorious bad game uh, with an amazing soundtrack. Uh, this guy really pushed the limits of the NES hardware, uh, and all of his songs were, uh, instead of being those those small loops, like were full like three-minute tracks. Um, and the Pictionary game only has about six songs, and every single one of them are amazing. I I kind of wanted to put the whole soundtrack on, and uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, I I couldn't 
I mean, we've done a whole soundtrack with Spy vs. Spy once before, but man, this Pictionary soundtrack, if you have a chance, go out and take a listen to it. I'm going to give you a little bit of a taste here with what was probably my favorite song, although, like I said, they're all great. They're really hard to choose just one to play, but this one is called Minigame Theme 2, again, from Pictionary by Tim Follin. you that game was Pictionary for the NES. Why does it have such a good soundtrack? It boggles the mind. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why they gave it such a good soundtrack. Maybe to justify the price point back in the day? I don't know, but I love this soundtrack. I ended up downloading the whole thing and I've been listening to it a lot the last couple days. I, I just can't believe it's from Pictionary. It doesn't make any sense. Um... But that's, uh, that's the last song that I have for you today for this uh, March Madness Rhythm of Retro, which means we can jump right into our opening music bracket. Now, this week is between two very heavy hitters. Uh, we have the opening theme to Chrono Trigger going up against, well, I won't tell you yet. We'll listen to this first. Uh, this is the opening theme to Chrono Trigger composed by Yasunori Mitsuda.
up against the opening theme to Chrono Trigger, we have the opening theme to Kingdom Hearts, which is composed by Yoko Shimomura, whose name you might remember from earlier in this episode. Remember, you now have up to four different ways that you can vote for our opening music bracket. You can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash T-L-O-R podcast, or you can go to our Twitter page at Legend of Retro GZ. That's GZ is in GameZilla. You can go to our Discord page at GameZillaMedia.com and then click on the Discord link and jump in there. On the Legend of Retro channel, we'll have a uh, emoji poll where you can just uh, click on the corresponding emoji to cast your vote. And last but certainly not least, if you are a Patreon subscriber and you give us at least a dollar a month, you have an extra vote there. Are you paying for an extra vote? Kinda. But you're also paying to support the show and help us out in the ways that you can there. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast and this uh, special Rhythm of Retro for March Madness. Thanks again for tuning in. My name is Xander, and we'll catch you next time when the legend continues. Bye.